Okay, so we have um, two different ways of understanding the idea of Veschanon. Either we have Veschanon as davening, as asking for something. The language of Veschanon is a language of davening. Or that's one way of understanding Veschanon. That's the way the um, Medrash understands Veschanon. Or we have the Sifri, that the Veschanon is not one of the languages of davening, because davening is about an arousal from below, reaching and impacting in heaven, and causing a response from Hashem, that there should be arousal from above. So the Sifri says Veschanon is beyond that. Veschanon is not a language of davening. Veschanon is asking for a total gift, that is not commensurate to anything that we do. So, the Eschanon, according to the Sifri, is that it's about Isarus de Le'ela, it's about a gift from Hashem, which is not commensurate at all to our, to our efforts. But according to the Medrash, the Eschanon is a language of davening. That means it is something that has to do with our efforts. But the question is, it seems that Moshe Rabbeinu was trying to achieve that there should be a gift from Hashem which isn't commensurate to our efforts. So why then does he use the language of that? If we're talking about a gift that is not commensurate, not in sync to something that we could possibly reach, rather it's a gift from Hashem totally from above. So then why does Moshe Rabbeinu use the language of Eschanan? What's Machnechaim Peretz? We're good. Okay. So, um... So we're going to see now the, the, the an explanation of this. So in short, where we're going is like this. As opposed to davening, Torah is a gift from Shammai. Torah, the words of Hashem. I knew that was going to happen. Just, just letting you know. <laughs> I'm sorry. No problem. Anyway, so Torah is a gift from, from Hashem. Torah is a to- are the words of Hashem. Uh, Hashem is telling us his own words. Hashem is, speaks to us uh, and says his words as a gift from Shemai, and it's a rain from heaven. The words of Hashem that Hashem gives us are, are the words of the Torah are an arousal from above. It's something that Hashem is giving us, which is not commensurate with something that we can reach. However, there is in Torah study itself, there are many different ways to, to approach Torah study. You could study Torah in a way that you're feeling God talking to you. You could study Torah in a way that you are like in Shemona Asrei, like you're, you're face-to-face with Hashem, Hashem is speaking to you. Or you could say Torah in a way that you're just like learning a, any other subject. So one of the um, reasons that the main time for Torah study is after davening. Say Torah before davening, just in order to help us with our davening, to inspire davening. But the main time of Torah study is after davening is because davening is, the highest point of davening in, in, in one angle is Shemona Asrei. Shana is a Yid, stands before the Abishur face to face. The Rasha gives an analogy to explain what Shana is like. He says, you can have a child who hasn't seen his father in 20 years. And when he sees his father finally, so he's screaming, Father, Father, with a great yearning, he wants to be close to his father. But then his father comes, and his father's face to face with him. He's not in a distance anymore. So then the son is overwhelmed with love for his father. It's not that he, he's lost the love, although he's not screaming Father anymore. The love is now changed from love like fire to love like water. That he is now able, unable to speak because he's totally enveloped and consumed by love. That's what Shemana Esri is. That's when Shemana Esri we say, Hashem, open my lips. 
So it's that's what Shnasri is, and that is what Torah study is meant to be. That's why davening is supposed to be before Torah study, because because the, the, the davening is meant to impact the Torah study to have this this kind of quality. That's why Allah is right after davening is supposed to study Torah. So when Moshe Rabbeinu is asking, um, he's asking for this gift of Hashem, which means he's asking for Torah. He's asking for something that comes from above, and yet he's using the language of davening. What Moshe Rabbeinu is hinting to by doing this is that in the Torah study, it should also have the advantage of davening. Because davening has an advantage that Torah study doesn't have either. What's the advantage of, of, of davening? Torah, although it's a gift from Hashem, it comes from above to below, it's pure and, and it's, it's, it's infinite, there's still a deficiency in, the, um, in, in Torah study. Or there's an advantage of davening over Torah study, an advantage of Torah study over davening. The advantage of... Um, of, of Torah study is it's 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 um, it's a pure words of Hashem. It's it's an arousal from above. It's not connected to what you could reach. It's beyond what you could reach. The advantage of, of davening is is that when you daven, there is an effect in the physical world. The fact is that people you're asking for that should get, they should get healed, they get healed. You're asking that it should rain, it should actually rain. Um, because davening comes from within us, from this world. Therefore, davening affects change in the world. Because Torah is from heaven, so Torah's impact is heavenly. Torah, the, the light of the Torah that descends is descends to the world of Atsilus. doesn't descend as much to this world. Of course, there is the Torah study of Shemba Yechoi. Shemba Yechoi taught Torah. <coughs> it rained. There's a physical change in the world through his Torah study. That's unique. Uh, but in general, Torah study is associated with a gift from Hashem that's not affect, that doesn't affect the physical world. Davening is something that comes <clears throat> from the people, from the world, and it affects the people and affects the world. So, Moshe Rabbeinu wants, through his prayer, says the Medrash, he uses the language of davening because he wants that this gift of Hashem, which is coming from above, it should come down into the world. It shouldn't just be a light of Hashem that remains in heaven. Rather, it should be something that affects and becomes part of the world. Um, and yet Mishman's request wasn't fulfilled because, as we'll see later, because Hashem wants everything to, everything to be achieved by our efforts. He doesn't want things to just come as a gift. Even, even though it's, 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 uh, um, it's what Mesha asked, but it wasn't fulfilled at that time. Instead, Hashem wants us to uh, use our efforts to make, to make that difference. So there has to be the Aveda. But his request to Mesha Rabbeinu is that in the gift of Hashem, they should have the component of prayer, meaning they should have the advantage as if it came from us. And the and Hashem's response is, Mashiach will come, there will be both advantages, there will be both virtues, as we'll see. Let's go inside the Mimer in the second paragraph of Ez Gimel, page 10. The Medrash says that the Eschanon is one of the ten languages which is used for Davin. To understand exactly why the Medrash classifies Veschanan as a prayer, when we said that a gift is even beyond prayer, because prayer indicates that there's some kind of relationship of an arousal from above, below causing arousal from above, and Moshe Rabbeinu was requested this should be a gift from Hashem, which is not commensurate to our efforts. So why does Moshe Rabbeinu use a language 
of pray of, of prayer according to the Medrash, the Beschanim means prayer. Stands for first prefacing that the Alter Rebbe says the Meshmer's request is he's asking for Torah. Through Torah, we have a divine flow from the essence of Hashem, as the words that God used when He gave us the Torah is, "I am the Lord your God." And we learned earlier earlier this week, the word "I" indicates God's essence. I, who only I know who I am. That's what the word "I" means in the giving of the Torah. Not the word "yudkevavke." The word "elakecha." They refer to different revelations of Hashem. However, the word "anoichi." Anoichi refers to God's essence. So, shehi l'may l'may l'msuslosat abodach matana. So the Torah, the words of Hashem that come from His essence, are far beyond anything that we could reach on our own, and rather it's a gift from Hashem. Okay, but the point is not understood. Why do we say that Moshe Rabbeinu's request was not fulfilled? How can we say that Moshe's request was not fulfilled now? And will only be fulfilled, be fulfilled when the Sheikh will come. We do have the Torah. We have this gift. The Torah is a revelation from above, which is not commensurate to our efforts. So, how come we're saying Meshavin's request wasn't fulfilled? He asked for a Torah. That's what, his, that's what we're interpreting his request. And we have the Torah. So, what, what's missing in the Torah that Meshavinu? Uh, was asking for something more, more than Torah. If he's asking for a gift of Hashem, which is not commensurate to our efforts, that's what Torah is. We have it. So why are we saying his request wasn't fulfilled? explains, wanted that the divine flow that comes down to the world through Torah, which Torah is a gift, it's a very lofty level beyond the limitations, completely above the world. Yet, Meshavinu wanted this divine gift, that this divine light, which is beyond the world, should impact this world itself. Which, in general, that's something which is unique to prayer. When you study Torah, so the impact of Torah study is mainly in the higher worlds. That's what the Gemara means when it says. Whenever you study Torah, God studies Torah next to you. That means is that you are causing a revelation of godliness. You're causing Hashem to study Torah next to you. However, where is Hashem studying Torah? Where is the divine flow uh, happening? It's happening in the world of Atzilus. It's happening in the higher worlds. As Amarash says, that all the terms we do now are, are, are stored in Atzilus, and the Moshiach HaKam will, will be revealed from there. But especially Torah study, Torah study... Um, since uh, the Abishah studies Torah with us, so there's definitely a divine response, but the divine response of Torah study is, is in Shemaim. just want to say, it's not, shouldn't think this is like Tzimtzum Kapshutah, there's no impact of your Torah study in this world. Um, the Gemara says that, when, um, how do you defeat enemies, Jewish people? It says Gemara, go early to Shul and study Torah, stay late in Shul and study Torah, and they'll be destroyed by themselves. So there's, so, uh, so there is a self-cleaning oven, yeah? Anyways, so, uh, so, so, so there definitely is an impact in the world through our Torah study. Um, however, one high five. Okay, anyway, so, so, so um, but nevertheless, the main, the main novelty of davening is, is that davening impacts the world. 
However, through davening, there is an impact to change physical things in this world, to change them from the way they are. So the person you're asking for who is sick should get better, so that the rain should come down to this world. Why does davening have this unique quality of impacting the world? Because davening comes from us. Davening comes from the world. Davening, this reminds me of, this reminds me of um, the, the parable in the Talmud about why we're rewarded for kindness in this world. Is it, why reward for kindness in this world? Because, Medish is a parable, I think, of, um, of a king rewarding someone for helping his children, uh, for feeding his children. So, uh, so, so the king rewards the person who fed his children with a physical reward. Um, so, so, so why is Gmil's chasad and why is kindness have a reward in this world? Because it has an impact in this world. So the similar thing we're saying about davening, that davening comes from you coming closer to Hashem. You, a physical person, come close to Hashem. That, you're, you're approaching the Abisha physically. You're changing. You're getting, you're getting in touch, getting inspired. So since you're getting inspired in this physical world, the response is also physical. There's an impact in this world. That's why davening impacts this world. Next page. The place of davening is the place of this world. It's your coming close to Hashem. Therefore, the, the response to the Abish there is also a response in this physical world. That's why Dabin has an effect on the physical world. Moshe wanted that even when there's a divine revelation from above, it should that that means the Torah kind of revelation is coming from Hashem. It's not our efforts, rather, it's something that God is giving us. It should still have the advantage of davening anyways. Like the Torah of Hashem The Hashem said, Torah, all of a sudden the rain came down. Moshe wanted that there should be a convergence of both virtues. And the one hand, there should be davening, which is about attachment, from close to Hashem. Even though God is giving us something, which is beyond something that we could reach. It should nevertheless reach us in this physical world in the place of davening, the place where we can close to Hashem on, on our own, with our own efforts. Even though it's not with our own efforts, it's a gift from Hashem, it should nevertheless reach the physical world and impact the physical world anyways. And therefore, in Moshe Benu's prayer himself, he wanted to accomplish two things. This should be a gift from Hashem. And yet, this gift should affect the world. So in his prayer, there's two components. Moshe used the language of davening. But what kind of davening was he doing? He was asking for a total gift. In his davening, in his request, you have two components. You see, you see both concepts in his words. He's asking for a gift of Hashem. On the other hand, he's using the language of davening. So his request is that there should be a gift from Hashem, and yet this revelation of Hashem should affect the physical world. Yeah, got in it. other words, generally tefillah is based on a relationship, based on my merits. Right. And generally Torah is a total gift. Right. But Veskhanan is we're using prayer to ask for a total gift. So we're like oh. merging the two or maybe finding a, a deeper place in both of them. Yes, Meshavin is asking absolutely. There should be a, uh, a, a gift and it should have the same quality. Without our efforts, it should be the same quality as if we died. Mm-hmm. I'm asking for a gift, and it should be as if we daven. Usually, only if you daven can have this kind of kind of 
impact in the physical world. Hashem is saying, Hashem, I want you to do the gift, and I want you to do this in a way that, that, that as, if, as, as if we deserve it. Mm. And therefore, his language, he, this is a, I'm a, 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 a hallmark in Hasidus, that in Moshe Rabbeinu's request itself, you see these two components of what he's trying to accomplish. You see a language of davening, and yet you see a language of gift. Because what he wants to accomplish is a, 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 a uh, gift that has the same value as davening. Afel became nevertheless, Paul did not accomplish this. But he lost with his prayers. Why didn't he accomplish this? How come that he couldn't at that point wasn't fulfilled? Because the whole point in creation is Hashem's ultimate goal is that everything should be achieved through our efforts, not through a gift. Moshe Rabbeinu, uh, his, his face, the Torah says, is compared to the sun, and Yeshua's face is like the, like the moon. Unlike the sun, the moon is always changing. So, if Moshe Rabbeinu would have entered Eretz Yisrael, just like the sun always shines, so too, the, um, the, there would never be an exile anymore. But Yeshua was the one who entered Eretz Yisrael instead. Because Yeshua's face is not as great of a revelation, his revelation is only like the moon, not like the sun. So, uh, therefore, this changes. Therefore, it was possible for there to be the exile, which is the exact opposite of, of the goal of entering Eretz Yisrael. They should stay there. But the, the, the reason this was, was possible was because um, uh, because Moshe didn't enter Eretz Yisrael. If Moshe would have gone with Eretz Yisrael, there would never have been an exile. If Moshe Ben would have taken us to Eretz Yisrael, there would never, the Gula would have been, the redemption would have been forever, because it would not have been dependent upon our efforts. So even if we would have descended, we would have made mistakes that wouldn't cause the exile, because it, just like the sun is always shining, if the revelation would have come through Moshe Rabbeinu, it would have been a gift from Hashem without our efforts. So although Moshe did not bring us to Israel, and Yeshua did, and there was an exile, there's an advantage. There's an advantage of the fact that Hashem chose Yeshua to take us to Israel and not Moshe. What's the advantage? The advantage is Hashem says, I desire your deeds. The Abish, so to speak, yearns for, for a year to do something. Why? Because when a Jew does something, he causes even greater light. Even beyond the gift that Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to give us. Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to give us a gift from, comes from above, without our efforts, but what we accomplish through our Avedah is even beyond the gift that Moshe can give us. She is which be revealed in this world in the true and complete Ka'ula which is also associated with Moshe Rabbeinu. So, Mashiach will come be a high revelation beyond the gift that Mesha wanted to achieve. Which, um, but this gift also traces back to Mesha. Why? Mesha was called the first redeemer, and he's also called the final redeemer. Because the Gula, the, the gula to Mashiach is powered through Mesha. May Mashiach come and redeem us speedily in our days, Mamash. The Gemara says that there are two ways Mashiach can come. One way is Be'ita. One way is at its time, at the, at the time that was set for it, at the case, that time that was ordained uh, that the Gula should come. 
or Achishana, or we could speed it up through our efforts. Those are, that, those are two ways it says Mashiach can come. Be'evan shall be'ita. So the Rebbe says that we should have both both advantages. Be'evan shall be'ita, One way Mashiach can come is that it comes at a time that God places an end to darkness. God causes darkness to end. God says this is the time for darkness to finish, and darkness finishes. Or as Chesidah says that when Hashem ends darkness, it won't be possible for there to be a return of, of, of exile. As opposed to all the other 14 things that, that, the, um, that Shlomo Malach lists at the time for this, at the time for that, when Hashem ends darkness, it won't be, imp- will be impossible for there to be gulls anymore. Uh, because once Hashem places an end to it, it, it the Medish compares the Gula of Mashiach to the, to the light of the sun, which always shines, as opposed to previous redemptions are compared to the light of a candle, which they, the light goes on, light goes off. So when, so one way the Gula can come is Be'ita. The Abisha places an end to darkness. Or Hashem could bring the Gula faster. By the Jewish people doing Shuvah, and they redeemed immediately. And may it happen in both ways. It should be at its time and also sped up. Mm. What does that mean? Because there's an advantage in both. There's an advantage when Hashem does it, because then it's it's something that um, uh, yeah. The advantage of when Hashem does it is it's it's higher. The advantage, well, no. The advantage when we do our hour of is that there's a higher light that's brought down, uh, like the advantage of davening, and then there's advantage of. The, uh, the appropriate time it's supposed to come, the gift that comes from from heaven, like we seen before about Torah study. and if be Shabbos, this all should be achieved on Shabbos. because Shabbos also has something which is beyond the gift. As Rebbe writes in the note after the Mimer, why Shabbos is beyond the gift? So hopefully, we'll uh, try to do some of it today. and through Shabbos, which Shabbos is beyond the gift. Um, we'll be able to nullify all the decrees against the Jewish people. Among the decrees against the Jewish people are the three oaths that God told the Jewish people to swear. Um, one of them is that they should not push the time uh, to uh, for the Mashiach to come. They shouldn't change that time. Um, uh, however, since Since Shabbos is beyond the level of a gift, so Shabbos is able to nullify all the decrees, including that concept of a Jewish, whatever that means. Bigger subject for them right now. Uh, one of the things it means is that there, there was um, some tzaddikim tried to do various kabbalistic um, uh, tricks to bring the Shiach to make to, to maneuvers. Make, <laughs> maneuvers, <laughs> yes, yes, maneuvers. <laughs> To make angels make various oaths and all kinds of Kabbalistic stuff like that. So that's what the, that oath is referring to. The Rebbe says that Shabbos is beyond, so although there are these oaths, however, Shabbos is able to achieve that all of the creeds, including all these oaths that we gave Hashem, another oath that we gave Hashem is Layal Bechema, not to forcibly take back our to show, whatever that means. Another subject, what that, what that means, that's also a huge, huge subject. But either way, Shabbos is able, whatever's stopping Mashiach from coming, whatever's stopping all good things from happening, Shabbos is beyond the level of a gift, as we'll see in a second why. And so therefore all the negatives will be pushed aside, and all these oaths will be annulled. And this is what should happen to us speedily. So, 
in short, what we didn't, like, right now is, we, we concluded the Maimon, we said that Moshe Beno's request wasn't fulfilled. Why wasn't it fulfilled? Why couldn't we have this gift that, and, that, and yet have the virtue of the happening? Because Hashem wants us to do things with our own efforts, and specifically we do things with our own efforts, we bring even higher level down than, 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 than what could be brought down through the gift that Moshe Beno wanted to give us. Okay, so now we concluded and said that, that um, Shabbos is beyond the level of a gift. What does that mean? What is in the Shabbos on the level of a gift? So I, have a, I have a question. Okay. So, but he did include his own efforts by davening for the, for the divine mercy. Moshe Beno davening. Right. Okay, but well, that's his davening, it's not us. He's asking ah, Shabbos to us. Um, okay, so there's a, there's a long note, and I'll try to do some of it. Um, what do we mean that Shabbos is beyond um, a gift? So one point that makes is that the Gemara uses various terms describing the gift of Shabbos. And the Gemara calls it a gift, and the Gemara calls it a good gift, indicating that Shabbos is beyond the right kind of gift. Davening... Um, we said before there's ten different languages of davening. We said earlier that there are ten spheres which correspond to the ten languages of davening. Then we said there's something called a gift. What's gift? A gift which is beyond the ten spheres. A gift refers to keser, the crown, the divine infinite light that transcends the ten spheres. But even a gift, you only give a gift to someone if they've caused you pleasure. You don't give a gift to someone... Um, just randomly. You only give a gift to someone who's caused you pleasure. That means there's some kind of relationship to the gift, and even if it's a total free gift, you don't have to give it, it's still some kind of a of, of a um, relationship that's some kind of payment, if you will, for the gift. That, which indicates we're talking about a level of godliness which, 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 um, which is associated with, um, with, with, the, with, with the world. Um, so just like the Talmud says that a person makes an oath to fulfill a mitzvah, what happens to make an oath to fulfill a mitzvah? Your energy is inspired in you. You go out and you, you, do everything, you use all that you have to do that mitzvah. Your oath inspires you to use all your strength to do the mitzvah. So in a similar way, um, the level of keser, it is something which has a relationship to the ten spheres. It's, it's beyond the ten spheres, but it has a relationship to them. Beyond that is a high level. So, so Kesser is like a a gift, a high a, high, a level of Kesser. In Kesser itself, there are level different levels. There's Arich, there's Atik. Um, if we're talking about Atik, the Rebbe says we're talking about the lower level of Atik. Where Atik is connected to Arich, but suffice it to say, we're not talking about uh, we're, we're, there's some limitation in a free gift. A higher than a gift you give to someone else is a gift to someone who is like yourself. A gift that you give to yourself. Mm. For example, the Gemara talks about giving a gift to someone who can in- inherit you. Even though they can inherit you, there is a diff- the, 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 halachically, there's something added by you giving them a... Uh, a uh, there's something added when you give them a gift. Something added to the transaction. Something added to their ownership. So that is more... That's beyond the level of, of the lower level of Kesser. This is a level of the inner dimension of Attic and is more associated with a choice than a response to gratification. Because you had some gratification, therefore you give a gift. That's that's a gift. As opposed to 
uh, a choice is something you give by yourself from within yourself. So beyond the level of of a gift, there is the idea of a um, a gift to yourself, which is what Shabbos is about. Shabbos is called the good gift. Uh, who with this that says so if we're saying that Kasser is a source of an oath right Kasser is where oaths come from Kasser when, when you make an oath that inspires you to use your intellect and use your feelings to do a mitzvah right if you swear to a mitzvah so your oath inspires all of your ten faculties to 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 uh, really invest in doing the mitzvah the oath uh, lifts lift, reveals your 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 strength the idea of annulling an oath um is associated with a level beyond the level of kesa. Um, and just like in halacha, tshuva could even forgive you for making the wrong oath, for the sin of making an oath and not fulfilling the oath. Um, so the idea of annulling an oath means something which is which is beyond the level of kesa, beyond the level of the oath, beyond the level which of, of, of kesa, which inspires the ten spheres. There's a, a rule. The rule of the Gemara says, says in the Mishnah, don't ever give up from ever um, being... Uh, don't don't ever give up. The Gemara doesn't say any any limitation of what it means not to give up. It just says never give up. There's no limitation. That means that that, that statement of the Gemara, that statement of the Mishnah, rather, is is parallel to this idea of annulling a vow. There is a connection through davening, which is ten spheres. Then there's a level called a gift, which is parallel to the idea of an oath. And we said that Shabbos is able to annul the three oaths that the Jewish people were given by Hashem. That means that Shabbos is beyond the level of a gift. A gift means still there's some, still some kind of connection between the person receiving the gift and the one who is giving the gift. But uh, beyond the level of a free gift is the idea of of uh, giving the gift to yourself, which is the idea of Shabbos, and that's why Shabbos has this component of annulling the oath and uh, um, and, and be annulling the oath of these of that the, of the three oaths the Jewish people gave Hashem, and they weren't going to push the time for Mashiach to come. And before Shabbos accomplishes this idea that that there's no limitation and and never to give up, and that Mashiach can come uh, without beyond the, the usual order. I tried to do, do a summary of that, of that note, but there's a lot, a lot of information there. All right, Halakabaruch. So, the inner level of Atik is.